0: Two, three. Yeah. Hey, what up? Welcome back to mixing
1: music. I am your host DK, and uh, we have another fun episode for you. We have both artist and producer brothers. Uh, we got Brutal and his brother producer Easy Nodi. What's up? Yeah, what up? What up? What's, What's good? You know we at here. So Brutal, real quick. Um, your real name is not Brutal. That's your artist name. That's only a part of your artist name. What is your yeah. full artist name?
2: So, my full artist name is uh, Brutal Turn Brutal
3: Legend. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Brutal Turn Brutal Legend. Nice. Easy, Nodi. Uh, yes, you're uh, brothers with Brutal. Yes, I am. And the producer for Brutal. Yep. Who got into music first?
2: I didn't. I was 16 when I started getting into music. And then, uh, yeah, then eventually Nodi picked up the, the B production.
1: Yeah, how and, long ago was uh, that?
2: Like five
4: years ago. For him, it was, six six ago. So, okay. For and, it was five years
1: ago. For me, which is crazy because Nody, how old are you? I'm eighteen. Yeah, like eighteen, five years ago. So that means you started really when you were like twelve, thirteen. Yeah, basically, when I was thirteen. Were you good when you were thirteen? No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was not. Brutal is Nody good now?
2: Yeah, he's good now. <laughs>
1: good, good, good. I,
2: I, I taught him well. <laughs> <laughs> but do you make beats, Brutal? No, so I did start making beats for like a, a little bit, but then I realized it wasn't for me. Hmm. But luckily, Nodi picked it up, and uh, I remember him like coming to me being like, yo, is this beat dope with his first beat, looking at me with puppy eyes and everything? And I'm like, nah, it's not dope. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't discourage him. I, I, That's I told brutal. him to keep going. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's funny. Dope. Well, um, this episode, I wanted to talk about the new song that we all came out with.
2: Oh, Yeah.
1: Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Coronavirus, yeah. So before we get into it, before we talk about it, I'm going to share a little bit of the song, both the first verse and the second verse, uh, maybe a little bit of the hook. Uh, Play about 45 seconds of the song, and then we're going to talk about it, talk about the process, talk about the mix, talk about how it all came together, how we worked together. Um, and some of the experiences that we've had in the studio since we've been working together. Is that cool? Yeah. yeah. All right, so this song is called Coronavirus by Akamine, which is the group label name um, featuring DK, Brutal, and Easy Noti. I got the
0: corona You got the corona We got the corona Keep your ass in So we can party outside Wash your hands at least 20 seconds Welcome back, Cause the virus keeps spreading Everybody yellow a work quarantine Social distance, dance six feet from me Netflix can't handle the bandwidth Instagram open 24-7 You're not gonna die, but keep your ass inside But me and my friends open bottles all night Open bottles all night, yeah, yeah, yeah Open bottles all night, yeah, yeah Open bottles all night, yeah, yeah. Open Wash your hands. We gon party
3: all night. Limón y corona, pasé la botella. Una pa' la la boca se me seca. Una para la almuerzo, otra para la cena. Vamos pa la playa, disfruta la vida. Ella, modela, le gusta la cerveza. Hecha, hecha, hecha. Ven aquí, muñeca. En la pachanga ya baila. Tomando, tomando su chela. Se mira, se mira bien buena.
0: Uh,
1: that's the funny thing bro uh if you're listening to this at a way later time you're catching up binging all my content this is about the time where the entire country is in lockdown and freaking out over the coronavirus covid19 um and this is our meme song kind of yeah a meme song <laughs> <laughs> it's like Absolutely. a meme song kind of like it's a funny song but it's supposed to be good but it smacks, yeah yeah it's, it's like oh shit this is actually kind of good like <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh we uh made the beat together we wrote the song together um nodi kind of made the loop and i sent him samples and he put the samples together and chopped him up made it sound nice yes, sir. um Hold on, before, okay, actually, I was not going to bring this up, so we're going to play the song, the entire song, at the very end, after the end credits, so stick around if you want to hear it, Um, but I have to, have to, have to give reference to the song by playing the intro, because there's a skit that we Ah, did at the beginning, uh, which kind of shows the idea of what we were thinking about while producing the song, so I'm just going to play like that first 30 second intro, real quick.
2: Hey, fool. I think I got the Corona.
3: Hey, fool. you forgot to wash your hands though?
2: Nah, fool. I ain't talking about no COVID 19. I'm talking about these ones.
3: Hey, fool. Damn, you gotta share. Of course, bro. Salud.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's so good.
1: So, the idea was. We want to make a coronavirus song, yeah, and actually the other the other voice in that skit was Macon from one of the previous episodes, uh, <laughs> making fun of the coronavirus by talking about Corona beer um, that was the idea
2: yeah you, you you were saying it sounded like a, a gta gta like gameplay like yeah it, like it kind of sounds like yeah, yeah it kind of
1: yeah. like and the vibe was we were trying to go for reggaeton kind of vibes, which Is really just like island vibes, like kind of tropical, tropical, um, and uh, it's really nice kind of beach vibes and um, which is Corona, too. So it's kind of perfect. And it was about the beer during the coronavirus. So we wanted to make fun of the virus and the whole pandemic. But at the same time, we wanted to make it sound sick and use a lot of the elements, not just sing about it, rap about it, but we wanted to make it sound as part of the skit, like, as the song. So, Nodi did a lot of the production, did most of the production, and um, a lot of the putting together of the samples. What was the process like?
4: So, it was, like, it was actually pretty fun, because, like, it was, like, me barely getting into, like, the reggaeton like. vibes and stuff, because usually I'm used to, like, making different kinds of stuff, you know, like, like, you rap, know, just straight rap, hip-hop and stuff, and or, like, lo-fi thing. beats. But, like, this is, like, the first time I actually, like, got heavy into, like, so it's pretty dope experimenting.
1: Yeah, and uh, we wanted to not do a lot of snares and not do a lot of drums. We right. wanted a lot of bottle samples. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so we were looking hard for them on YouTube, on Splice, wherever we can find them. We found a lot of them. Most of the beat is comprised of bottles.
4: Yeah, it actually is. pretty. It was actually pretty fun, a funny experience. Just messing around with different sounds. And like just the bottles clanking and
1: stuff. So it's pretty cool. I think very few people have ever worked with me in a creative aspect, as in like I'm the mix engineer. You know, I'm not typically openly the artist right. or producer, but both of y'all got to saw got to see a creative side of me. Right. And uh and
2: that was dope.
1: You grabbed the guitar, you started playing it. So there's like some cool. actual guitar like yeah. part of this one of the samples, couple of the samples are actually me playing them. And, uh, Brutal, what was your process like? What was the idea? Like, when I brought this idea up to you, like, hey, let's do something like this, right. what was your thought process?
2: At first, I didn't know, so I was like, let's just go there and see, like, what ends up happening. So, like, I never go in with, like, expecting anything. So I just go, and whatever happens, happens. And then, like, once, like, once the, the beat speaks to me, that's when I'm able to do something. So I went off uh, off, like, what you did on the hook and stuff. And um, because of that, I was able to write to it. I don't think I would have been able to do it if it was just me on it. Is that?
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. It was kind of like a collaborative vibe. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think that's kind of the beauty of the studio is that we try to keep it here collaborative, which is a big part of the spirit of keeping good clientele like (laughs) (laughs) y'all and, you know, making good music as well, staying inspired. And keep it inspiring. I think it was funny because during the song... Um, we found the samples together and then I sent them to Nodi and then I started playing Call of Duty in the Xbox in the studio. All right. <laughs> and then I let you guys put together an eight-bar eight sample loop right. and then we sp- sent me the loops to Pro Tools and then we split it up and mixed them down recorded it and stuff. Right. It was pretty quick. We re- did everything in like two hours, two and a half hours, three yeah, hours? Yeah, hours? Yeah, about two
4: hours,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I have to ask you, when I first came up with the idea to both Nodi and Bruto, when I first came up with the idea... Until it actually started happening, what was kind of the vision? What were you thinking? How did it develop from a vision into reality? Like, what was the process like?
2: So for me, the process was pretty much like... Because I know it was going to be like a funny thing, you know? And I'm I'm used to doing more serious stuff. So to me, I was like, I had to get more in like my playful side of things. So it's like, okay, let me get a little bit more playful. You know, this is going to be fun. Because... Some of my stuff is like dark, like brutal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but this time I'm like, all right, let me let me let me show them like the happy side of me, you know? Like like a little bit more like." Cuz this was also my my first Spanish verse. Ah, right. You know that I've ever put put out or anything, so I'm like I, I don't know if people are going to like it, you know? It was like a little a little freaky, a little like made me
1: nervous. But then once I did it, you know? it turned out well like turned it was great. Well, yeah. What about you Nody? What was kind of from the idea to the end, what was the process like for you? So basically like
4: it's like what Bruto said like I already knew like it was going to be like a fun song too, but I also wanted to make it like a very like enjoyable song like people that can actually like vibe to it and like even though it's a funny song, they'd actually like feel it and it's actually a good song, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of like the state of mind I went in, you know. And also creating, like, a unique sound that will be fresh for the people to hear, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think one of the main topics that I want to get into, so this podcast, it is called Mixing Music, so we're not going to talk about producing the entire time. Right. I want to talk about the one element of the mix that is super prevalent in a lot of other songs, in a lot of other genres, that we never really talk about. Okay? And that is percussion. Right, percussions. Percussion. Why is funk music so funky? That's because every single instrument, sometimes, a lot of the times, even the bass, they're all percussive. Everything is percussive. You listen to reggaeton, you listen to right. afro beats, right. you listen to funk music, right. everything is super percussive, and that's what gets people bouncing. Right. In the mix, how do you deal with percussive elements? Now, in this case... We're kind of going through, again, I talk a lot about Michael Jackson because I love Michael Jackson and I'm also everybody, too, yeah, yeah. yeah, and everybody's <laughs> familiar with Michael Jackson. Yeah. You listen to, uh, you know, Don't Stop to Get Enough, Right. Yeah. lots of bottles, Right. literally like glass bottles that they're banging on in the studio. This is almost the exact same thing. Right. And have you listened to this in your car or on headphones in different certain places? Yeah, I have. How loud are the bottles? They're, they're,
2: they're pretty good. They're like, pretty loud. Yeah, yeah.
1: They're a main element of the song. Yeah. Like I know that's not something that we verbally said out loud, but what vibe does the percussion add to the song? Would it be reggaeton without percussion? Uh, would it be this song without percussion?
2: I don't I don't I don't think it would be the song. I think every every element that that the song has was what it needed in order to be the song it is. If that makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. And uh
1: do you yeah. think that some people, like uh, some people, would say it's too loud? The percussion might be too loud.
2: I don't think so. I think I think it's good for me. You know, like I, I just like the way it leads.
1: Like, yeah, like it. They are loud, yeah. but I think it, it's that's the point of the song, right? Yeah. Like, would the vibe change if they were quieter?
2: Probably, Possibly, it would sound yeah. good. I think it yeah. would sound yeah. good
1: still. It was just, it's just the vibe would be different.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
1: It's so funny because just the volume of stuff can change the vibe of a song. Yeah, uh, that is true. So definitely percussion is a big part of this. Um, I love percussion. And it's, it's interesting because stuff like this, special percussion where it's a lot more high-end like bottles, mm-hmm. um, it's so great because it's taking up the high-end. There's a producer, a good friend of mine, that we went to high school together. We need to do an episode of this podcast together. His name is Riyadh. Um, he goes by a producer name Bad Boy Riri. <laughs> uh, out in L.A., um, working, uh, I think, assisting with Omos Keith in his studio on Sunset Boulevard. But he loves percussion so much and told me that he wants to make music and no more hi-hats. He's done with hi-hats. Right. We didn't use hi-hats in this song. No, we didn't. I mean, kind of. Did, did we use sub- snares? We didn't we use snares. We used a snare yeah. along with the bottle. Yeah. Like We oh, layered. It's layered. Yeah, oh, layered. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So it's not just like it's too, to have a little bit of like girth meat. Right. So it's not just a ping. But I love that idea. There's no hi hats, right? Right. Yeah. So shout out to you, Riyadh, for throwing that seed into my brain and letting it grow. <laughs> There's a thing that I listen to and think about a lot recently. Y'all have listened to Stevie Wonder, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So who hasn't? There's a song by Stevie Wonder. A lot of Stevie Wonder songs do this, but I'm talking about specifically one song. Do you all know the song uh, Boogie On, Reggae Woman? Boogie uh, On, Reggae Woman. I'm not sure. I don't think so. It's, it's oh. one of those really popular ones, but not like as popular as their main ones, his main right. ones. He's got like, what, 50 albums? Okay. But yeah. anyway, on that song, I love that song. If you go listen to it right now, pull it up on Spotify. Right. The one thing that we're going to notice is that this song is super hi-hat heavy. Right. Why? I think it's because hi-hats in that song, da, 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 That is the driving element of the song. Right. Like, why are snares so loud in a lot of trap music? It's right. because the kick drum is never on a single beat. Mm-hmm. It's not on a consistent beat. The, the, tr- the hats are not on a consistent beat. It's the snare that's the only consistent rhythmic element of the song. Right. So in this case, we made the rhythms really loud, the percussion really loud, because it is the consistent driving element of the song. Of the song. Sure, the kick drum is there keeping it steady, but what drives it forward is the percussion. The per-
2: yeah. We, we've talked about this stuff before, right? Like in the past, like how you said like the snare is like the leading stuff. And I think that's dope because like... Sometimes you tell me stuff I didn't even know about before. And then <laughs> till you mention it, now it's like, now I notice it.
1: Yeah. And so, like, you thought that hip-hop music was the first time that they ever made hi-hats super loud? Nah. It was back right. from the Motown days. Right. Back in the day and stuff. Yeah. No, like, to be honest, there's no such thing as a new trend. It's just kind of a rendition of an old one, right? right? <laughs> Especially right. Yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Um, so it's crazy to me. And this song is, I feel like, a really... There's no bass in this song as well. I mean, we did add a bass, but it's so quiet you can't even hear it. Right. Like, props to you if you can hear it, but I even I can't hear it, and I was the one that played it. Like, Like, uh, what were some of the favorite elements of the song, and more importantly, um, how after we'd written it down and recorded it, Mm -hmm. there's that process where we polished it, right? The mixing process, Right. right? From this song specifically, how did it feel from finishing the song, the songwriting and the recording to Having it, like, mixed.
2: Way better. Like, way clean.
1: But what did it feel, like, emotionally speaking? Or, like, what did it-, it... felt good.
2: Like, like it just gives you, like, this good energy. Like, this good vibe, you know? At first, you're making it, and you don't know it, But, like, once you put the, the, the finish on it, it just gives you, like... It's, like, a good feeling. I can't really explain it, but it's, like, it's like chill. It's, like, a, like, a more like, fulfilled like, feeling. Yeah. Like, like a feel happy feeling. Fulfilled. You know, every time I bump it, it's, like, light. So, it just puts me in a happy mood.
1: That's good. So, like, it puts you in a good mood. It sounded better. Nody, this is your beat. I change your yeah. beat. And I've mixed a lot of your songs. Yep. In this song specifically, um, although we were all part of the process together, there was really no... This is when we're starting to mix time frame. Um, I change your beats all the time. How do you feel every time I change your beat? Not just this one, but all of them.
4: I think it's very, like...
1: Um because you're not an artist. Like, typically, you don't have a voice on the songs, but I touch your samples, mm-hmm. I touch your drums, I touch your melodies, I touch everything. How does, from a producer's standpoint, typically, how does it make you feel?
4: I mean, actually, it's pretty dope because, like, it just shows that we all have a different perspective of what music is, really, you know? Like, because, you know, I'm a producer and I see things differently. And then you're an engineer, so you've seen things like, that i can't see so it's pretty dope to see you like work your magic and see what like ear candies and stuff you can do to my beat you know it's pretty so it's dope i think it's dope
1: yeah yeah thank you and then for brutal as an artist like we've done what four songs together now that we've mixed down yeah 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 and and a lot more coming i think and uh what has been the experience it's been dope, like because it, you you mixed. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but like you mixed your own songs for a lot of time, or Gnody mixed your songs for a lot of time, right? So
2: no, most of the time it was uh, Chance Lewis. Oh right, Chance, yeah. Chance,
1: yeah. Chance is just uh, another engineer down the street. He's amazing. Shout out to Chance Lewis.
2: Yeah, Ch- Chance and uh. But
1: you always hired out.
2: Yeah, yeah. And um,
1: so let's. I want to hear about that because this is not me. So like with Chance, um, like sending it off when did you finally because did you start mixing it yourself like is that how it started
2: oh like eventually we 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 tried to do our own stuff but then eventually like
1: what was that process like going from doing it yourself to like hiring someone
2: well first things first i didn't have the patience to do it so it was boring yeah it would never come out dope you know
1: Ah, and it didn't sound good you were never
2: satisfied and it, it just didn't sound good i don't think it was meant for me but uh one day like maycon you know, he came about and mixed and mastered a Nunchuck style song, and then he told me something important. Where he was like, "Once you hear your your vocals on the song, like higher quality, you're never wanna you're never gonna want to go back to like the old old stuff." And he's been right. I've never gone back to like mixing it myself. So I've always been paying people, you know. So shout out, Mekon, you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Mekon's sitting right behind us because he's always <laughs> hanging out with us. But uh, yeah, and that's a big, big, big thing, like. Um, the reason why I think using free mix samples or mastering samples or producing samples, like, the reason why I think that's so important is because people don't know. You'd never want to tell someone that they could do it better. Right. They're not going to believe you. And two, that's kind of a slap to a face. Right. But if you can show them, be like, yo, that sounds sick. Is it okay if I try it? Let me show you. Right. And then you give them an A-B comparison. Like, you give them a B to compare to. Right. Because everybody's going to be really satisfied with A. Right. Because there's no B.
2: Right. So because gotta,
1: there's no right answer. There's not right. one defining sound that makes a song. Right. But if I take a song and I show them that there's a B, right. They might prefer it more. Right. They might not, but they might prefer it more.
2: Right, they compare them and then see which one which one they feel is the one.
1: So, after you hired the first song, whatever song it was. Mm-hmm. So it sounded like it was Mekon. Right. What did it feel like? Did you have more confidence in your music?
2: Yeah. I had way more confidence. I didn't. Because before I thought, I just sucked. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm no rapper. I'm not cut out for this. Eventually, I was just going to give up. And then he he came through and then it happened. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm
1: good. Are you serious? So you went from, I'm about to give up to actually, I'm pretty good.
2: Yeah. Just because of the the mix. That's that's how much of Are a difference.
1: Really? It makes. That is, if you're listening right now, that is a big statement to yeah. understand. You went from, and granted, like, love make but Mekon's a producer and an artist. yeah, Not an engineer, but he had a better understanding of mixing. Yeah, he had a better understanding. And he showed you a beat that was better than your A. Yeah. You know? Like, incredible.
2: Yeah, from there I was like, maybe I'm not so bad. You know, and then I just continued, and now we're here. This was like four years ago, like three, four years ago.
1: Really? And then then you eventually moved on to Chance, who is an engineer, who's done great work. I love Chance's music. Yeah. And how is that level up like?
2: The first time I heard Chance mix and master my stuff, it was a song called Thanos, right? Uh, it was a Sayaki song. That's our duo name. Our, our duo name, and uh, for the first time, I actually felt like like I was an artist. I was like, oh <laughs> snap! Like, like I'm doing this. Like, I'm a real artist. You know, it just it just it's just mixing is like a powerful thing that just boosts your confidence It like I don't know. So. It's just hard to explain. It just makes you feel like you're that artist, you know? Yeah. And it's like this whole time it was just like the mixing and mastering that I was missing. I was like And
1: man- then and then it's funny cuz then at that point when you leveled up, Macon was the A. Yeah. And then Chance became the B. You're and right. then you found out that oh shoot, I didn't realize it could be another level. Right. Again, we love you Macon. You're sitting right next to us. Uh you're hearing this. We're not talking behind your back. <laughs> but uh, the point is like there's you kind of leveled up. And again, that increased your, yo, know, this is, this is a concept that's so crazy to me. A lot of engineers, they think they're dope because they are because right. there's no right answer. Right. Like you can make it sound good. But if you sent me a mix or let's say Manny Mariquin or Jason Joshua, or Leslie Brathwaite, the same exact song. Right. <laughs> they would do it way better than me. Right. But if you sent them a, a mix of the same exact song, you're never going to listen to the song the same way. Right. And I think that's not because they change it, but it's because they m- enhance it.
2: Right. It, it's crazy how that works. Like, uh, every time I feel like I improve, even just, like, in music in general, just, like, my writing or, like, my music when it comes to the mixing and stuff. Like, every time, like, I level up, now I can notice what I was missing, like, the day before. Like, uh, I don't know if that makes sense. Like uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah.
1: kind of like a memory.
2: Yeah, so it's like now... Before I couldn't figure out my flaws, but as soon as somebody told me, now I could see them, and I'm like, oh, I could see, them. you know. So like, it's like uh, if you t- if you were to tell me like I, I got to be louder on the song, like then I start noticing how quiet I was in all my songs, because th- th- this is what happened with Chance, right? Like uh, I recorded in his studio, and uh, he w- he would tell me that I would spit like like soft, you know, and I didn't notice that until he told me. Now every time I listen to a song, I notice that, and I c- and I have to like re-record it, and. Uh, it's just like once you improve and you you know where your flaw was now it's like you hear all your flaw and now you can see what you you were flying in
1: yeah and i think that has a lot to do with me me and everybody else that's getting better as a mix engineer yeah it's more than sometimes it's just it's it's more than just feedback right if you can hear someone mix the same song that you mixed differently in their own way that'll make you better because then you can hear what you didn't do right you like that is one of the best ways to do it right um I'm setting up an online course right now right where I mix down a song you get the files the stems unmixed dry stems right. as well as the stems um that I did mix and you right. can compare the two and they should sound different
2: bro I love your stuff because it's like it's like loud it's loud Ooh. like like when I was bumping I just want to have fun dropped it last week by the way want to check it out uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah I was bumping it and it just like smacks there's something about like your sound that just like it just smacks. You yeah, it's, know, it's it, like
1: thick yeah. but dynamic.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, and we could talk a lot more about the saturation and the lack of compression that went into play, which is funny. Right. Um. But uh, yeah, uh, that's definitely my sound, yeah. and it's not better. But I showed you another beat, right? Another aspect. Right? Yeah. Another aspect, and I'm not saying that I'm better than Chance or the person next, whoever it is that's not the idea right the point is I'm showing you another option
2: another option yeah and like and that's what I noticed too like uh just like producers you know it's the same with the engineers like they all got like their own sauce their own spice to the to the to the mixing and the mastering you know sometimes I'd be like this one DK would do a dope job on this one like I know DK could do this one sometimes I'd be like chance would do dope on this one you know what I'm saying and it's just like the same thing like I don't think same with producers like sometimes I'd be like yo I'm gonna get a beat from Noti. Hell,
1: <laughs> that's the only person I beat get beats from you not saying that. But it's funny because like, <laughs> do you think that I would be offended if your next song you threw it at chance?
2: I don't think so because I think you guys have a level of respect for each other.
1: Oh, and that is the biggest thing. If you're listening right now and you feel jealous that other people mixed a song for the same artist that you've been working with, shame on you.
2: Yeah, no, I think I think you guys have a level of respect of each other, and I think you both know you both each other, both of you have the sauce. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. It's like if I go this one and then this one and this this one, I don't think it's going to be like any like, oh, you know what I'm saying? And
1: dude, and I'm going to be honest with you. Like mm-hmm. one of the things that I always do, like if if someone hires me for a mix, they email me, they hit me up, they call me, whatever. They want to hire me for a mix. Every once in a while, like very, very rare, but every once in a while, I'll do my best and we'll do revisions and it'll be the best. But at the end, they're still not happy with it. Right. I will not charge them for that mix,
2: and I think that, and that I will, will
1: recommend them to another engineer that I think will help them with the sound that they're job. going for. You know, because right. that's that's a big that's a big aspect of the mix. Is like my sound may not be for you, right? Now, granted, I almost can guarantee, right. like I'm I'm so good at it that like yeah. I'll put my money where my mouth is yeah. and I like, give it to you for free if you don't if you're not going to use it, right? Um, but at the same time, that's a big thing. Like this is an art. Yeah. You shouldn't be offended by somebody no. else mixing it mm-hmm. by different tastes.
2: No, it's just, it just depends on like what, what, what the song calls, right? Like it's like a, does this beat call me? Like if nobody was to produce a beat right now, does it call me or does it call Mekon you know? Then nobody's going to be like, nah, this beat's from Mekon Like this call this has Mekon's voice over it, you know? Yeah. And then it's the same with the engineers. Does, does this go with his sauce or his sauce, you know? And it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just chill.
1: That's, that's amazing. So, I have a last question for y'all. Right. Um, easy Nodi and a Brutal Turn, Brutal Legend. <laughs> um, Nodi, what is uh, the one piece of advice for producers um, working with engineers or just producers in general that you would want to give, that you wish you heard when you were starting or something that might be important to someone that even has more experience? Uh,
4: honestly, I, I think I would tell them just to... Find the right engineer, like, that you would, like, not only, like, sound-wise, like, that can help enhance you, but also, like, just, I don't know, I don't know the words. Oh, can I add like, something? Uh,
2: also, like, engineers, right? Like, it, it's dope because, like, you develop, like, something, like, just like me and Odie have developed our chemistry as producers. It's tight because, like, this is where communication is, like, important, right? Like, with engineers, is the same thing. Like, if the sound's not there yet, like... Communication is a key because then you guys start developing like your own thing. You know, DK and I have done like four or five songs already and like I feel like every time like the chemistry just gets better and better. So communication is a big key. Alright, my bad. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Alright, so, so like oh go ahead.
4: No, no,
1: what's so what's your oh, advice? So, what what do you think?
4: Okay, like I was saying like um I think Cause when I was younger, like when I was making beats, you know.
1: Which, by the way, relatively speaking, when I was younger, bro, you're like eight, 19, 18? 18. Yeah, I mean, I still <laughs> am like young, 15, but like
4: fourteen. I guess when I was way younger, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. When when uh, you were coming out the womb, no, I'm barely. <laughs> yeah.
4: Getting puberty. What was the,
1: when was that? Two days ago? <laughs> two days ago. Yeah.
4: So when I was younger, you know, like, like I made up the, de- I might have like developed my skill, you know, like I knew I was, I was good, you know, cause like you know. I took, I would make a beat every single day and I would just keep making beats and staying consistent every with Every single day. Every single That's day. That's important. Yeah. Really? Since you but were like 13. Since I was 13, yeah. yeah. But like, something that I didn't like about like my production was like basically the engineering, the mixing. Because like, I know I had the sauce, but like, but like, I felt like the mixing was off. So like, I think it's dope for someone like who's been in my position before to get like an engineer like you or like, you know, or chance or anybody to like basically to help enhance your your sound your sound and to make your your whatever you're trying to make your art more clear
1: like a- yeah, no absolutely and and uh, I think that's a big point um where we talked about it with Macon and so a lot of the other artists as well, is that that's kind of the job of the engineer right. is to enhance what you're going for, not change what you're doing
2: right enhance keep,
1: it enhance it, so brutal as an artist. What what is some advice that you have for people listening right now?
2: Oh, so if you're an artist or anything, just for other artists,
1: other artists or engineers, producers are also listening to this. So just be open minded, like just be genuine,
2: and uh, most of all, get with somebody who's like more experienced than you. Say say you want to get to a certain level, get around the people that are in that level, and uh, just learn from them. Soak soak up everything just be open to it you know like uh because a lot of people like they hate on somebody you know they'd be like hey this and like nah I'm like do you fuck with this person be genuine and uh look at somebody who's ahead of you and uh just just be friends with them and like soak up everything they give you all the knowledge they give you because I see a lot of people that they look at other artists that are bigger than them and like rather than like paying attention on how they got there they hate on them you know what I'm saying so, like, Russ is an example, right? Me, I soak up everything from Russ. Because I'm like, he's at a level where I want to be in. And that's the advice I give people. Like, I'm like, rather than hating on Russ, just listen to what he's saying. Because there's a reason he's up here. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, if you just soak everything up, like, it's just better. It just works like that.
1: And I, I think this has to go, what you said is someone that's ahead of you. The one thing that you said, didn't say, is someone that's more experienced than you. Oh, thats now, what I mean no yeah. no, 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 but uh, but I mean, I want to point on that, which is right. important, because the fact of the matter is, sounds change with the time. right as an engineer, I become like I, this is kind of like heated, and I don't want to offend anybody, right, but this is kind of the hard facts. right. If you are an older, more experienced engineer, right, but you're losing business, right. And, you're, and, and you as a person are hating on a lot of the mu- new music. Right. Like you say, I don't listen to the radio anymore because there's no, no quality music. Right. I don't like any of the top 10 stuff. The moment that you think that new music is irrelevant, right. you become irrelevant right. as an engineer. So even if you're older and you're, you're losing clients, you're losing touch with what's popular, the sound that's popular right now. Right. Working with someone ahead of you does not mean working with someone with more experience than you. Right. One of the greatest, one of the greatest attributes of everybody, Dave Pensado, right. Leslie Brathway, guys like these that are up at the top, Right. they're still learning. Right. Like even Leslie, like every time I see him, he shouts me out, I'm like, oh, like DK, thanks for teaching me those shortcuts, you know, right. and, tools and whatnot. but like the fact is, they're still learning. They're keeping up with modern South. Dave Pensado, which by the way we saw at Nam, the dude is like getting really old. Right. Like he's struggling to walk. Like he's he's getting up there. Right. Um. He is still learning.
2: Right. So as an engineer,
1: as an engineer, like if you ever get so prideful as to think music now is irrelevant because you don't like the way it sounds, right. you are no longer relevant. Right. And I want that to sink into every listener's heart. Right. Never, ever. And if you're young right now, I want you to think about this in 40 years. Right. Are you thinking new music now is irrelevant? Right. Because if you want this to be a career, you can never, ever think that.
2: Right. You gotta, you gotta adapt. Adaptability. Somebody told me adaptability is like the biggest thing in anything. Yeah,
1: adapt or die. Yeah. Adapt or die. So with that, let me, uh, let me ask you, where can people find your music? Where can people find you on social media?
2: So you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, at Brutal Turn, Brutal
1: Legend. Brutal Turn, Brutal and, uh, Legend.
2: social media, Brutal Turn 369. And uh, yeah, it's all the same. Social media and then Spotify and everything, Brutal Turn, Brutal Legend.
4: Noting? Yeah, I mean, you, you can just look up Easy Note. You know, E-A- How do you spell Easy Noty. E-A-Z-Y-N-O-T-E-Y all together people space them, but it's just (laughs) all together.
1: (laughs) And brutal turn is one word, brutal legend is another word. Yeah, so it's two words. Yeah, sounds good. And if you haven't heard already, I started offering my online courses and have some free PDFs on my new website, store.dkmixes.com. Right now I have one or two resources available um, for free that you can just download off the website, um, or if you'd like to take a look at my online class, I have one available right now at the moment that this episode is released. It is a pop vocal mixing class. I'm pretty sure many of you would appreciate that. Um, and if you would like anybody listening right now, exclusive to the podcast listeners, I can give you half off to the courses um, using the code Hell Yeah Half Off. That's Hell Yeah Half Off, all caps and no spaces. Also, stick around till after the end credits if you want to hear the entire coronavirus song. Happy mixing and stay saucy, my
0: friends. One, two, three.
1: This episode of Mixing Music with DK has been brought to you by LaunchPod Media. If you want to start a podcast, make sure to start it right with LaunchPod Media.
2: Hey, fool. I think I got the corona.
3: Easy, fool. You forgot to wash your hands, though?
2: Nah, fool. I ain't talking about no COVID-19. I'm talking about these ones.
3: Hey, fool. Damn, you got to share. Of course, bro. Salud. i
0: got corona. my friends open bottles all night open bottles all night yeah 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 open bottles all night yeah, yeah. Open bottles- Hands,
3: night, yeah. Limón y corona, pasé la botella. Una para la cena, boca se me seca. Una para el almuerzo, otra para la cena. Vamos pa' la playa, disfruta la vida. Ella, modela, le gusta la cerveza. Hecha, hecha, echa, Ven aquí, muñeca. En la pachanga ya baila. Tomando, tomando su chela. Se mira, se mira bien buena. Lindos y bien bella. I
0: got the cut on. You got the cut on. We got the cut on. Keep your ass inside so we can party outside. I got the cut on.